0: grace and peace. You're listening to United We Pray. Taking racial struggles to the throne of grace, United We Pray is a podcast devoted to prayer about racial strife, especially between Christians. We want to help Christians think better about race in a way that is biblical, beneficial, and clear. Friends, we want to be hopeful and helpful in our work. You can learn more about it at uwepray.com. that's U-W-E-P-R-A-Y.com, where you can find articles, old episodes, and more. This is Isaac Adams, one of the co-hosts, and I'm with uh, Austin Suter, uh, my co-host. Hey, Isaac. Hey, man. And Austin, we're still in these uh in these pandemic days. How you guys doing? Yeah, we are. Oh, we're doing all right, man. How are y'all? You got kids. <laughs> yes, I do. And we are uh cooped up. It's a rainy day today. Um, but I know there are folks in a lot harder of circumstances. So uh trying to count the blessings and in the Lord's strange providence, like like we heard from Grimke on that uh one sermon. Uh this is what That he... was great, man, wasn't it? Oh my goodness. I mean, it's just any time we can sit at the feet of saints who have been through things that we're going through right now, uh, because we're not the only Christians to ever live. I just find it so immensely helpful. And his, his reflections were so good. And particularly, I mean, we're recording this on a Monday and just his reflection that I hope you appreciate church more now having been deprived of it for a number of weeks. And it seems like we're going to be deprived of it for even longer. I mean Grimkey was 3 to 4 weeks depending on how you count. I mean, we're looking at 7 to 8 right now. And that's yeah. just right now given how fast this thing is changing. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that.
1: I I don't have anything to add to that. I mean, I feel the same way. I just I really missed we're recording on a Monday. Yesterday was weird. It was yeah. weird not to get together with God's people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, Hebrews ten, twenty
0: four and 25, uh, do not forsake the gathering uh, and see how you can stir, let us see how we can stir one another up to good works. And that is one of our main means of encouragement. Um, and yet the Lord uh, seems fit, uh, sees fit to uh, deprive us of it right now, at least physically. So, um, but man, uh, given pandemic times like these, we are still recording and talking about what we're talking about, uh, race, racism, the church, the gospel. So in pandemic times like these, Austin, why are we talking about racism?
1: Uh, Gotta stay on brand? I don't know. Um, No, I think it's more... I mean, we'll probably talk about this later, but I think you, you get a chance to see in times of suffering, in times of fear, sort of what's in the human heart. Yes. And I think we've seen in these times instances of racism of xenophobia in the public discourse in some really disturbing acts that have made the news and made the rounds on social media. So even now, I think it's worth talking about. Yeah, man, I,
0: I agree. And I think maybe I'd sum it up in just saying we don't get, we might, I mean, no one's even taking time off work per se, but we don't get days off as Christians and, we don't, and that means we don't get days off on loving our neighbor, right? This isn't a vacation. Like the one, kind of one article uh, that was going around about the coronavirus, so like this is not a snow day. Uh, and it's not right. a snow day for Christian love. Uh, and like you said, uh, the times every heart and every community has cracks in it, and the times the heat is put on high, those cracks are more visible. And sometimes those are xenophobic or racist cracks uh, that are showing, uh, that are being displayed. Uh, So, yeah, we just, we can't take a day off of love because uh, sin is not taking a day off, right? Satan is not taking a day off. Uh, And this is why, I mean, it's striking when Christ gives us the command to pick up our cross. He says, let him daily take up his cross and combating
1: racism is a part of that. Completely agree. So in talking about racism, what are we, what specifically are we talking about here as it relates to the pandemic? Are we talking about racism? Are we talking about xenophobia? How are you trying to narrow in? Good question. I, I mean, we we want to be
0: defining our terms, right? I mean, one of our kind of, if you look at our website, one of our aims is to be clear, right? Paul uh, wrote uh, <laughs> that he would want to write nothing except what folks can understand. So we want to be clear. I mean, my, but I, I think what we see austin is that racism has just so many different permutations and cousins that you know if we're talking yeah. about we're talking about one is kind of like talking about the other but the 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 kind of elevator pitch definition i give of racism that I think is biblically freighted is ethnic partiality, whether we see it in Numbers 12 with the Cushite woman uh, being married uh, and Mo- Moses, is, Moses marrying her and his sister and Aaron are tripping over it, whether we see it. Right. I mean, we see so many instances of it in scripture. We are not we don't need to do a whole biblical theology of it uh, for right now. But just that James 2 showed no partiality and that includes ethnic partiality uh and then xenophobia i mean you're not going to find that word uh in scripture uh you know even just a google of it it says dislike or prejudice against people from other countries well goodness i mean if that's not racism it's racism racism's ugly stepchild i mean i, I don't yeah. know yeah how how one is really talked about without the other any thoughts on that anything i'm missing
1: i don't think so and this podcast episode ties to an article that we'll have coming out tomorrow, Lord willing, that catalogs just a number of those instances before talking about it. So yeah. it's it's going on, and it's sad that we are compounding sorrow in a time yeah. like this. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, I am looking forward to that coming. It's coming
0: out. Uh, by our brother James Choi, Korean brother. Yeah, I think I think he's going to speak well to it. I was I was struck even just looking at uh, one version of the article, just how many different instances he was able to provide. I was like, oh goodness, and and how how it wasn't even particularly. Uh, I think I understand and respect and appreciate the historical outlook on this conversation in terms of it being an American phenom. Right, the American brand of racism being its own kind of particular spawn, and it's own, wrapped up in our history particularly. Uh, but we just have to be clear that um, racism is not simply the property of America. Uh, that Certainly not. It, it was. It's happening on every continent, uh, and yeah, and uh, that's what I think James's article shows well. Uh, so, so okay, so let's let's just let's see if we can keep honing in the the connection between racism and Corona. Virus specifically then? You, you mentioned instances. I don't, I don't think you need to run through each one, but just let's see if we can just make that connection even clearer. What are we talking about, Austin?
1: Well, like you mentioned earlier, I think that the coronavirus certainly isn't creating racism. It's revealing it. Um, it's giving people yes. an opportunity. An
0: important distinction.
1: Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's, give, it's stressing people and giving them an opportunity, giving all of us an opportunity to sin in various ways so it might, it's it's these circumstances are tempting me to sin in fearing and worrying about the future and stressing out and bothering my wife in any number of ways right right and one of the ways we're seeing you know just the effects of sin in these times is by instances of racism
0: i think what we're talking about specifically is is racism toward asians Right, our Asian brothers and sisters. Uh, and hopefully this is a useful example because, Austin, I'm not Asian. You're not Asian. Uh, and yet we should talk about this. Uh, I think even one article, I think it was Chrissy Buile's article, talked about the danger of a single narrative, right? Uh, yes. And she was, she was talking about how, uh, you know, we can have these narratives. All white people are racist. All black people are this. Asi- and then she had a line in there talking about how n- everyone knows Asians don't really face racism okay, well, here we are. And she was saying how that's a false narrative people can have in their mind. Uh, And, you know, it can be on the subway. There's that one instance where this is a black, a black man uh, looking at this young Asian man and saying, tell him not to to come near me, tell him to do all these things publicly, just degrading this person uh, simply because he's Asian. Uh, And I mean, we could we could we could have a whole episode on the history just between blacks and and Asians in the Korean community I mean when you think of the race riots in LA um I mean there there's so many different spawns of this uh, so it can be uh, you know on the subway or it can be in the highest offices of the land cuz look uh you know I don't care if you're a republican or a democrat uh that does and we certainly want to honor the president as or honor the rulers and authorities the scripture would have us that doesn't mean we we turn a blind eye uh, to what's said from the highest offices in the land and that doesn't mean whether our candidate is in or out uh, that they get carte blanche on whatever they want to say uh, I don't mean any kind of color pun there uh, simply yeah, I mean no, no, no. so what I'm getting at Austin is we as Christians I think have a responsibility to think about how our words or how the words of someone else especially the highest authority in the land affect our brothers and sisters so when when President Trump is uh, using you know China virus Chinese virus you know we have to think about that and what that instills in people and what that what that instills in our Asian brothers and sisters, uh, and how that might be affecting them and how it might be affecting how people view and relate to them.
1: That one was particularly troubling for me. Yeah. That one was troubling for me because I, I've been tracking this thing pretty closely. And like I mentioned earlier, this has been a, a time that's been really easy for me to fear um, fear the future and, and worry in all the ways that Scripture tells me not to. Um, <laughs> and you
0: ha- and just so the listeners, like, if I'm on, I think I think I'm paying close attention to Austin. Is paying very close attention. Like Austin is like because of your studies, you're now able to like have access to all these peer reviewed articles and all these things. So like when I was like, you know, Austin, maybe we should do this thing. He's like, yeah. To be clear, because of coronavirus, I'm not doing this thing. I was like, okay. Well, you, you know, you know, you know more than me is my point. So go ahead.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> It's just background. My wife is pregnant yeah, and yes, that yes. makes us a high risk family. Yeah. And so I, I feel like part of my job as, as a husband and father right now is to track this thing pretty closely. Amen. So you were speaking about an instance or the habit of people in government, the president, others, to talk about this thing as Chinese. And one of the peer reviewed articles I was reading was pretty critical of the Chinese government for actions they took in attempting containment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which is something we should probably pay attention to. We mm-hmm. should probably compare the actions of our government to those of another country. That's that's perfectly inbound. Of course. But to flatten the distinction and make it about a people is gross. Correct. I and mean, that's, that's where, again, just people... We, we tend to be bad about these things, especially when we're scared yes. and that's sort of the 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 whole theme of this episode is just because you're scared doesn't mean it's okay to be racist yeah that's right that's right, and fear um Well, and before we get to fear,
0: if I can even just add one more thing to that last point that you just made about flattening the differences. I mean, this is what we see. uh, This is the step racism takes. Uh, It it likes that step of, of generalization and making things inerrant to a people, a particular people group, whether it be, okay. this virus is property of these people or, we could curse of ham that heresy people are going to say african i mean biological scientific racism uh people are going to say uh that let's just use africans as an example just to bring it out of the context of our asian brothers and sisters africans are inherently deficient in these ways you know grimke was saying the same thing that uh, someone from the senate floor he was saying uh was saying that the, the the meanest poorest Dumbest white man was made of better clay than African Americans and they were getting to these inerrant what they understood to be inerrant differences. So this is why, when people are are arguing for one race, uh, you know, I, I have my quibbles about that. Uh, but w- when they're arguing, it's to say there are no inerrant differences. There's th- this mark of Cain, curse of Ham. These things are just satanic lies, and we still see them today when people are talking about criminality. You know, black people are inerrantly more aggressive, right. not as smart. I mean, that's why those are racist statements. And if we're not careful, we can look at our Asian brothers and sisters and think, oh, well, it's not that bad for them. You know, it hasn't been that bad. Model model minority, you know, kind of prejudice thinking. And we do them a great disservice. And all of us, we do all of us a great disservice. Well said. Uh, Yeah, you're talking about fear. Um, I I think it's easy to say people are afraid in these times. And look, we want to be, you know, I think, Austin, we want to be careful about fear. In some sense, fear is a gift from God. Like, it's... I, I'm afraid of walking into oncoming traffic, right? I'm afraid when I'm on the top of a building looking over like, yeah, that I, this helps me not do bad things, you know, right. we, we, people right. who, who look at the, you, you look at these kind of outliers who like they don't have the faculty of fear and those people <clears> actually <throat> really struggle in society. You know, it might sound cool, but it I don't think it is for them. Um, and, and even I've been in judges recently and looking at it's just amazing seeing how gentle the Lord was with Gideon, who was this like man of valor. Uh, but he was afraid at multiple times. And the Lord's like, look, if you're afraid, you can, you can take your friend with you. Uh, so we want to be careful about fear. But at your point, I just want to highlight again, fear, our fears never justify our racism. Right. I mean, there, or any uh, other sin or any other sin. Correct. Exactly. Um, and we, and, and as Christians, our basic posture isn't one of fear unless we're talking about fear of the Lord. Um, and we need to realize how in times of fear, we can, we just, we run to self-preservation really quickly. Uh, we, you know, even, I know, I know it's a parable. There are many points to make about it. But I do think it's instructive to to think about the Good Samaritan, Luke 10, and think about those people walking around that bloody man. I bet some of them were afraid, like, you know, why'd this guy get beat up? If I go over there, will I get beat up? And you see self-preservation often prevents love because love is risky or should be risky.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I have much to add to that. I've just been thinking about positive steps we can take. Like, how would I advise somebody to fight against racism in this time? And yeah,
0: well, can, let me turn that to you as a question then. How, how can we, like, you know, counsel me, how can we combat it in this time?
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple different ways to think about it. One is broadly, I think, to work against the underlying fear that exposes so many other sins, right? Mm. If, mm-hmm. if mm. that is sort of giving opportunity for sin, whatever the sin is, specifically here we're talking about racism, but if you can sort of turn the heat down, that seems like a really good yeah. first step. And what are some ways practically you're trying to do that just in your own life? Um, uh, my own life. I mean, I, the, the outlets from which I consume news, hmm. um, the sort of normal pattern of staying informed and what's going on in the world. I've had to adjust my personal habits. Your, your, your level of intake or consumption. I've had to turn my level saying? of intake way down. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cause I was, I was gonna lose my mind. I was going nuts. Yep. So that was just a good yep. first step for me, but I've been reading some old confessions of faith for a paper I'm, I'm working on in seminary, and I came across the line, "Is a duty of every man to repent of particular sins particularly.
0: Mm. And
1: mm. man, that's a good word. That's good. It, so th- it is the duty of every man to repent of particular sins particularly. That's I'm quoting that from memory, so I might not have it exactly right, but that's, that's pretty close. Yeah. That's right enough. Yeah, good. yeah we're good. Yeah. Um, and so I think each of us needs to do some hard work on that, where it's not just a general yeah. turning down the temperature on fear and everything that goes with it will just sort of follow. But it takes some inventory. And if you've been, yeah, it, be honest with yourself, if you've been cracking jokes. If you've been more fearful of some people than others, then that's a good thing to take to the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And we, I mean, we should, we should have another episode, Austin, about. I
0: think sometimes people scorn, uh, if, if we're going to just have a spectrum of, you know, our friends who are going to care more about systemic racism, they scorn kind of heart work. Uh, and I think heart work is no small thing. Not at and all. We should, we should talk, we should talk about that. Yeah. So, okay, good. Take, take inventory of your heart and take inventory of your levels of intake. And I think that's why, you know, I said, I saw, I think maybe my, our brother Mark Rogrop said this. Uh, you know, it's a, it's easy to read a lot of articles about this, and I just I would challenge people to consider compare your level of reading articles and intaking articles to your level of prayer. Yeah and which one is greater. I don't want to pit one good against the other. I think reading articles can be really useful and helpful. Uh, but even even yesterday, there was one going around, it seemed all sound and stuff, and then people came out and refuted it and basically said, like, this is not helpful for these reasons. So, I think we want to be praying at least as much as we're reading,
1: if not more. Einstein and staying in the Word. Uh, and that's really, yes,
0: yeah. Let me add two quick things, man, and then let's let's pray. Um I think well, it's actually really one thing with two different directions I think you I think we've got to say something. Uh, so this even this episode Lord willing is an attempt to say something What uh, kind of what you were talking about? Like have you let's talk about have you been making jokes? Like if you hear those jokes like we I think we bear responsibility like brother like funny and yes humor helps in this time I mean, there's there's been some funny gifs, but Those, those gifs and memes can cross a line like anything else. And we've got to be really careful of that. And, uh, I think we've got to say something it's not like, oh, there's an Asian person in the room. Well, you definitely want to say something then I think, but, um, I think you want to say something, especially when they're not in the room. I mean, those are the moments of kind of integrity moments where we want to be careful and just be like, brother, I, I think we should we should check that joke and and brother or sister and just be careful of it. Uh, and then I think we want to you know even just say something if we have opportunity or if it's appropriate. You know, we don't need to write every Asian person we know and say how you're doing, uh, but just be saying something in prayer or, and as we have relationships and opportunities, be like, hey, is this? How's this? How is this? for you, you know, it's a different instance. of a kind of national level event. So, you know, when we had the the season of shootings of unarmed black men, high profile cases, you know, and it was just like, it's helpful when people checked in, like, how is this for you? Uh, I think we would do well uh, to do that with, with some of our Asian brothers and sisters. Uh, and while watching tone, while watching zeal and wisdom, all the good things you've written about Austin, uh, I think that might be a good service. Agreed on both points. Awesome. Well, man, we've uh, been talking enough to each other. Why don't we We take it to the Lord in prayer. Why don't you open us and I'll close.
1: All right, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for friends to have these kinds of conversations with. We thank you that even though we can't, most of us gather with our church families, we're still able to connect with them on some level because of the common grace of technology that you've given us. But Lord, more than any of that, we thank you that we can bring these things to you. Thank you that Mm -hmm. you are not scared of the coronavirus, that you are not surprised Mm -hmm. by it, that you Are sovereign over it. And so, Lord, we pray that you would, in mercy, stop the spread of this thing. Pray that you would give people wisdom as they work against it, be with those who are on the front lines. Um, And Lord, we just pray that you would help your people in this time of fear to be a light, um, that we would not participate in any sin that this fear exposes, that we would be working against it, that we would not give in to temptations for partiality, for racism. We pray that your people would be those who work against it um, Mm -hmm. and that I would be a powerful witness in this time. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God help
0: us. Uh, We need your help in these times, Lord, to be uh, humble, to be fearful of the right things, Uh, to be courageous about the right things. Uh, Lord, we are prone, even just reading your word this morning and judges, we are just prone to whore after our idols. One of the idols we certainly struggle with, at least in this country, is safety and comfort. Uh, We struggle with self-expression, thinking we should be able to say whatever we want whenever we want, however we want, Lord, your word tells us to be so mindful of our words and our postures and our attitudes. It tells us uh, to not seek our own good, uh, but to, to, to not only look to our own interest, but also to the interest of others and to put their interest b- uh, before our own. So Father, we pray that we would be mindful and search out particular sins particularly. And Father, we pray that we would do this in such a way that honors you. Lord, we pray that we would be gentle. Your word, you tell your servant Titus uh, through Paul, you, you, you said, remind, remind the people to be gentle. Father, we pray that we would be gentle with one another in this time. Lord, we pray that we wouldn't exaggerate uh, the problems of racism in this time. And Father, we also pray that we wouldn't minimize them wrongly. And there's a temptation toward both in this time. So we pray, Father, for your help. We pray for your grace. We pray for your mercy. And we do pray for you to lift this lift this virus. Lord, You, nothing is too hard for you. You, may, you can make the sun stand still. You can make the sun, period. You did make the sun. You tell it to rise every morning. Nothing is too hard for you. Oh, so Father, we, we pray that we wouldn't just, in self-reliance, just read articles and wash our hands. Lord, we pray that in arrogance and presumption, we wouldn't. We, would, we wouldn't just avoid articles and not wash our hands and think, well, God's got us. No, our brother Francis Grimke warned us of that foolishness as well. Uh, but Father, we do pray that we would rely on you in this time. And we trust, Lord, that even in this time, you are using this particularly to bring reliance upon you about, that we might come to you and ask. And so we do that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, uh, Austin, love you. Love you too, uh, man. Friends, thank you for listening. We'll keep uh, having articles and content coming your way. Uh, you can check it out at youwepray.com. Grace and peace.